I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, I'm Joe Connolly, along with producer Neil A. Caruso. Today you're going to meet one of the directors of an important business partnership for one of the most important, most famous neighborhoods in the world, the director of the Downtown Brooklyn Partnership, Regina Meyer. And Regina, I was surprised to hear that foot traffic in downtown Brooklyn is still only about 50% of what it was. Is, is that correct, Regina? That's correct. The weekdays, we're seeing about 50% foot traffic, which makes sense because when you think about downtown Brooklyn, it's totally mixed use. It's not just shopping. It's not just office. It's also students. It's a lot of people coming to um, who actually live in the downtown. So with office use so um, um, empty right now, we're really not seeing the foot traffic um, on the week uh, during the week. But the weekends were about 30% off. We're about 70%. Um, but the good news here is, is that people have definitely come back to shop on Fulton Street, um, where we have some really great destination shopping. And some of our great destination restaurants also people have definitely come back to, like juniors. So the shortage is of office employees, uh, students and tourists, but local people make up about 50 percent of the of the traffic. Do you know from urban planning, is, is that a high percentage? It strikes me like it strikes me like it might be. I, you know, I th- how do I say it? I think it's a fair percentage. I, you know, the good news is, is that downtown Brooklyn is known for its shopping and a few of its great restaurants. And so people want to come down. Um, you know, we have a Macy's, Target, Trader Joe's, Old Navy, Nordstrom Rack. Those kind of places have all been up open for business um, since they were permitted and um, people are coming down. What industries are the offices in downtown Brooklyn in, Regina? You know, they range. Um, large office users are J.P. Morgan Chase, um, some of the um, large health insurers, and also a lot of tech. Um, up and, what's up and coming in downtown Brooklyn is tech and innovation companies um, who really want to be in downtown Brooklyn because they love being close to great neighborhoods, great places to eat, and they love, you know, the identity of um, being associated with Brooklyn. Those kind of companies are really looking to come back soon, and um, we're really excited to hear about that. What's really picked up in, in recent days 
is uh, Jeff Blau from Related and the restaurants really cranking up the pressure to get employees back and restaurants open inside. It seems like that is starting to come close based on statements the mayor and the governor have been making. Is that correct, Regina? Well, I'd say, look, we all want life to go back to normal. Um, we're all also waiting for some, you know, science to make sure that it's safe. Um, we're excited about September. You know, school will be back in session. Um, some children will be coming back and we'll start to learn more about what it's like to be indoors. Um, that's, to me, the, the crux of this transition. But clearly, I, I understand, we all understand that for business to come back, we need to be indoors. Are business owners telling you that it's really dependent on treatment and a vaccine for them to open their doors? What are you hearing? You know, I'm hearing a range of things um, from offices because it's not just the businesses that are talking, it's the people that work there. And we really have to be uh, cognizant of how people feel about coming to work, um, especially when, you know, a range of people have different family situations, different health conditions, different concerns. Um, and I think this is going to be a, a transition, frankly, um, when some people feel comfortable coming back um, to hopefully we have a vaccine and, and, and many people feel comfortable. On the restaurants, Regina, obviously indoor dining brings a whole host of challenges, but I don't think these restaurants are going to be able to survive much longer. Is that the, is that the feeling that you get? I agree. I mean, outdoor restaurants, um, outdoor dining has been t wonderful for downtown Brooklyn and many Brooklyn neighborhoods. It's really brought the streets alive. And a lot of our longstanding restaurants have really been able to serve their customers. But we all know that New York City gets cold um, around Halloween time. And that's going to be a less attractive option. Um, and so many people not only want to dine and go outside and, and, and socialize, but also it's so important to get people back to work. And indoor dining is a key feature. Um, so we really are hopeful that our um, health professionals think that there's a way that that can be safe. It strikes me, Regina, that you are a little more scientific-based than some of the Chamber of Commerce presidents and business owners I've been talking <laughs> with who are really saying very clearly, I want to open. Am I right, Regina? Well, listen, I want to open, too. I totally want to open. I'm sitting in my office right now with some of my staff. Um, and I'm really, really eager to see downtown Brooklyn come back as quickly as it can. I just, I just know that there has to, people have to feel comfortable doing so. Well, I think it's good that you're interested in the science because many people are, and we have this low positivity rate, and we want to keep it that way, but we want to open. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I I think that's why we are all as New Yorkers so aware of how well we've done and are hoping that come September when school's back in session that we'll, we'll see that things can go off without a hitch. And that, I, I believe, will give people the confidence to come back to work, come back to indoor dining, um, and, and we'll learn more. The faster contact tracing will be a big part of that. 
whether that succeeds, I think. Yeah. You know, the other things that we're doing here in downtown Brooklyn that are that are equally as important is really, really making sure that we have the, the um, a really dynamic streetscape. So we're working really hard to make sure people can feel comfortable working to improve our streets. And, and we think that's really important through, through the health crisis that people feel that there's enough space um, and that there's a great quality of life outdoors in downtown Brooklyn. So that's another thing that we really care about. Why I'm, I bring that up is, is that we really think that the, why people love downtown Brooklyn is that great vitality of the, of the streets in downtown Brooklyn. And how are you improving the streetscape? We are working with um, the city to build a new park on Willoughby Street and Duffield um, called Willoughby Square Park. And we're also working to improve the streetscape by making sure it's as green and sustainable as can be. So we're studying specific streets along Fulton Street, Livingston, and Willoughby to see how we can really make those environments more pedestrian-friendly. Um, we've already worked with the city to improve one portion of Willoughby Street in this, um, with a, a thing called a shared street, which literally adds more pedestrian space right in the street next to the sidewalk. And so we're looking at all possible ways to add more pedestrian amenities and more ways that it's more comfortable to be in downtown. You have experience in that, Regina, because you ran the Brooklyn Bridge Park Foundation, right? Exactly. Um, for 10 years, I, I, I led Brooklyn Bridge Park during its um, building period. And um, it was a really amazing experience to see how people responded to coming to the waterfront in Brooklyn. And um, I want to do the same thing here in downtown by getting people really excited about how dynamic and mixed use our neighborhood is and how much it has to offer. Well, you'll go down in history if you bring the uh, waterfront to downtown. What would you suggest to people in any business community, any place, not just New York, about improving the streetscape? What have, what have you learned that could apply any place? Well, you know, I think the thing that's really important is is that everybody wants more um, space on the street. Everybody wants fresh amenities, places to sit. They want shade when it's very hot. They certainly want trees and landscaping, and, and it really makes a streetscape more comfortable. Um, so when we look at improving the streetscape, we're really looking at all of those things. We want amenities that enhance our businesses, like outdoor seating. Um, we want it to be very clean um, and um, people feel comfortable. And we want it to be lively. And I think that would you're right. That applies nationwide. Joe and I are digging into companies that are changing their operations and their sales methods. You know, originally it was businesses pivoting just to survive, and now that's really becoming a long-term recovery plan. Joe this week spoke with the owner of Lamy Eyewear in Norwalk, Connecticut, which manufactures eyewear for Champion, Nicole Miller, and Taylor, and also New Balance, and among others. So Joe spoke with Steve Rappaport and asked him about the new ways that he is doing his operations and new ways of selling. We moved to technology um, in a much quicker way than it's probably in inevitable, to be quite frank with you. The, the use of presenting uh, our products 
from a visual point of view was always going to happen, but COVID uh, made us move a, a bit quicker. We also we changed the, the if you like the the philosophy of the sales process. So the philosophy of the sales process was always brands and product first, and we changed that to how they can enhance the retailer's profitability and partner with them in terms of cash flow. How did you find the technological help to create virtual catalogs quickly at this time? That, that can take months to, uh, to pull off. That's correct. And, and it, was, it, was, it was amazing, really. The, <laughs> our marketing and, and brand managing team uh, just really researched very quickly every sort of technology that was available probably has been available for quite some time, but we, we, we were, I suppose, in, in a way, not pushed to, to move in that direction as quickly as what we, what we should have done. And um, the technology is there. Um, so we jumped on that. Um, also, what we did was we, uh, we formed some uh, partnerships to help us, um, especially to help us with, in terms of eyewear, with virtual try-on, and Steve Rappaport of La Mi Eyewear Manufacturing says, local optical shops have found that their sales have increased 10 to 15% during the pandemic because fewer customers have been coming in. So the business owner of the optical shop is able to spend more time educating customers and is therefore closing more sales. Such a great story, Joe, and a topic that we'll certainly be covering as we move into the fall. And, you know, a lot of business owners and salespeople that I speak with are hopefully, you know, cautiously optimistic that quarter three and uh, and Q4 will pick up. And hopefully that's brought with treatment for the virus. And, and really that's where this whole, you know, doom and gloom of the business climate comes from is really based on a health crisis. And unfortunately, record unemployment and people out of work and struggling, and it's all because of this virus. And we're back now with Regina Meyer, the president of the Downtown Brooklyn Partnership. I ask you, Regina, what these tech companies you mentioned before are working on to you know, make things better. What solutions are they coming up with that will lead to a brighter future and and hopefully uh, make us stronger? Well, I certainly think tech is on the rise, not just here in downtown Brooklyn, but throughout New York City. And what we've learned is some of the obvious things, like people can work from work remotely, um, and a great deal of things can happen on our computers. The tech world in downtown Brooklyn is really varied, and that's what's really great about it. We have companies that are fintech companies. We have companies that work with um, tech and human resources, tech and education, and certainly our creatives. We have two of um, the nation's leading podcasting companies are right here in downtown Brooklyn, um, Slate and Gimlet. And that, that's really exciting. We also have a lot of other creative media, advertising, architecture right here in downtown Brooklyn. And all of those companies are using tech to continue to grow. Regina, you worked on a major project in Manhattan. Uh, you were planning director at Hudson Yards. So just to wrap up, 
What's the difference between doing business in Brooklyn and running a business in Brooklyn versus Manhattan? Are there any, what are the differences? I, you know, to me, doing business in Brooklyn is people get that we're connected to the strength of the borough. And downtown Brooklyn leads that. And when companies decide to locate in downtown Brooklyn, they know that they're accessing a tremendous amount of talent from throughout the borough, um, whether it be the nearby brownstone neighborhoods or neighborhoods that you can take an easy um, subway ride from, like Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, Flatbush, Canarsie. So I think that, you know, we really, really are well positioned in Brooklyn. And that's one of the things that's different about Manhattan, where everybody with so many people are commuting in, taking longer subway rides here in downtown Brooklyn. Um, people can walk here from Fort Greene, Clinton Hill, Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn Heights, or they can take a quick subway ride or bus ride. It's about access and connectivity that makes downtown Brooklyn so vital. It's more local. It's just, you're more likely to be dealing with other local people as opposed to commuters in from other states. Yeah, but how fabulous is that? You know, Brooklyn has 2.5 million people, right? So we're a really great, diverse workforce, and it all comes together in downtown Brooklyn. Long Island Railroad as well, coming in from Long Island. Oh, yeah, don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, th that's great, and uh, you very diplomatically handled that question. I uh, years ago, I asked a business owner who had moved from Manhattan to Brooklyn. I asked him, you know, so what do people in uh, business owners in Brooklyn think about Manhattan now? And his answer was, "We don't think at all about Manhattan." <laughs> and you know what? He's right. <laughs> Because once people are, are, are committed to staying in Brooklyn and doing business in Brooklyn, the, the quality of life is really fantastic. It is a real level of connectivity and, and dynamics that, um, frankly, are, to me, the next generation. I'm Joe Connolly with Neil A. Caruso. We'll be back next week with more on business and business-related topics. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.